Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to another edition of the Better Together podcast. I am your co-host, Rosario Picardo, and Callie is not with me today, but that's all right because we are trying to make up for that with our special guest, the Reverend Dr. Reverend Brian Law. Welcome, Brian. Thanks, Roz. Great to uh, be on the podcast with you today. And Brian is the pastor of Christ Church Kettering also the senior leader of what we call the Gem City Church Collective, which is five churches in this family relationship. And also an extra hard responsibility is that he's my boss. And so uh, that brings an extra fun dynamic to the conversation. So uh, Brian, uh, tell us a little bit about how long you've been in ministry for. Sure. So I've been in uh, ministry now 32 years, a little over 32 years. Um, I started, I tell folks, I started when I was really, really young. Um, literally, I was uh, I was 19 when I started ministry. And um, it has been a, uh, a wild ride over the last 32 years, seen a lot of changes in the local church and and ultimately a lot of changes in my own leadership style in the process. What has been sort of the most surprising thing about ministry as you look back in these last 32 years? I think I, I see the changes that have happened culturally, probably being the biggest shift. Um, and, you know, we all, we all have a little bit of recency bias, I think, um, in our, in our journey of life. And, but I almost feel like the last five to seven years have been the most the, the largest dramatic shift for me. Um, it, it just seems like the, there has been a seismic shift in, in our world and uh, in the church really as well. Yeah. It's like um, when people would identify themselves, you know, being a, a veteran um, folks, you know, identify themselves when they were in the military by maybe where they served or um, if they were a Vietnam war veteran and, or Korean War veteran, and now it's, hey, were you a pandemic pastor, um, which is kind of not a badge of honor, but it's something that, you know, fellow clergy and even, um, you know, parishioners, people in the church, everyday lay people, which some of our audiences uh, can attest to. You know, uh, we live in a CPR world, as Rich Velota says, where we've been crushed by COVID, decision fatigue with that, presidential elections, and uh, the continued uh, racism and violence that we see. Um, people are messy, aren't they? Yeah, they sure are. You know, and, and really to add to that, Roz, you know, I see just the trends, and it was this it was pre pandemic, the trends of um, a regular attendance in worship. Um, people are just not finding it 
either not as helpful or or they're just other things are filling their lives. And so that too has changed the dynamics of the church. And, and again, that, that was happening long before COVID. Yeah. And it, and it seems like um, that plus um, how certain, um, you know, faith groups have handled different issues or maybe they've avoided them all together. And anytime there it's an election year, especially people leave the church mad regardless of who, who, what candidate, you know, they support. And we're not in an election year now, but we're going to be coming up on one. And that's going to divide, you know, well-loving, well-meaning people. Um, Would you say that one of the, the, maybe the, the obstacles for the church today is division yeah, for sure. I mean, because we know as soon as we speak out against one topic, there's a large percentage of people that are going to think differently. And I think our our world kind of mandates this. I was just talking to someone earlier today that um, if you're not, if you don't agree with me, then you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so someone can have a, a totally opposite viewpoint and it makes it difficult to come to eat any any eye to eye decisions because um, we just we automatically write people off and and unfortunately the church has fallen into that trap that our culture has has kind of dictated for us is this idea that i you know you have to agree with me in order to be right yeah it you know one of the things that i admire about you is your ability to kind of hold the line and what i mean by that is you have a gift in what I think is bridge building and problem solving when it comes to that. I mean, is that something new for you or has that kind of been with you at every step in ministry or even before vocational ministry? So um, I didn't have a whole lot of life prior to vocational ministry, (laughs) but it, it, uh, um, but I, I think part of it is a gift that God's given me um, in terms of this ability to to, to build bridges between people. Um, I think part of it is this uh, this ability to see both sides, um, to have to want the information um, before making a decision, and so uh, so part of that's been hardwired into me. But of course, I feel like some of those skills have been honed. Uh, the Holy Spirit is help to hone those skills in me. And uh, the older I get, the more I, I realize that uh, I'm, I'm more secure in my own in my own beliefs as well, which helps me to be a better bridge builder. Um, because I'm not afraid that someone's going to sway me, you know, I can kind of, it allows me to see a bigger, a bigger perspective. So when you enter into maybe a situation where you know, there's going to be conflicting opinions or Maybe folks aren't getting along. How do you prepare for those situations? I look for uh, I, I look for common ground. You know where where is there going to be common ground? And uh, for those who are followers of Christ, um, we have a lot of common ground. Now we don't always uh, we don't always look to that as you know look to our relationship with Jesus and and God's love for us as that common ground. But um, that's really the first thing I look at when it comes to any situation where people are not seeing eye to eye. And that might be marital counseling. That might be 
um, you know, two people diametrically opposed politically, um, or just an issue that's going on in the church that that people um, just have two different perspectives on. So, so I try to ground people um, in w- in what our common ground is. So, when you are sitting down with people and you you try to get that common ground, uh, what what are other skills that maybe are necessary if folks want to engage in this in their even in their personal lives as they're trying to navigate relationships? I think uh, one piece of it, Roz, is, is is the old adage, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth. And uh, the purpose of that is for us to listen much more than we talk. And I think we get ourselves into trouble when we're constantly thinking about the next thing that we're going to say, rather than actually listening. And that's, you know, some people call that active listening, or um, it's an intentionality for me, that if I'm going to build a bridge and be, you know, used by God to help build that bridge, I've got to listen. And and sometimes you have to listen to what's beneath the surface. Um, you know, the kind of those those things that people aren't saying, their body, their body language, their their tone of voice. Um, I, I think those say a lot about what someone is saying and then kind of what someone's not saying, um, what might be just beneath the surface. So so I I think listening is a critical piece when it comes to bridge building and it's, 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 it's invaluable as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I think you really uh, nailed something because usually whatever the, most of the time in my experience, maybe 80 or 90% of the time, what's on the surface is not really the issue. It's what, you know, Peter Scazzaro talks about, but beneath the iceberg. Um, so is it, you know, family systems, or is it somebody that reminds you of somebody in your past, a family member, or somebody that, you know, talked down to you or degraded you? Um, Have you found that to be the case at all in some of what you've done? Yeah, I mean, we all have triggers. I mean, we all have life circumstances that, that trigger us. And so it might be um, it, you know, it probably oftentimes is not even the topic that you're even talking about. Um, that may be a trigger point that triggered something else, some of the trauma that's gone on in life. And the the struggle is, is that when you're in the middle of kind of bridge building, you don't have the opportunity because that turns into sometimes some people need counseling or even therapy with that, um, to, to deal with those, but to realize and the older I get, the more I realize most of the time, the the real core of the argument isn't always about the issue at hand, and um, you know that the 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 idea of the iceberg is is so important for us in, in terms of bridge building, is to know that what's on the surface isn't all that's there, and so you know a bridge builder has to be able to get beneath the surface a little bit, and uh, to help kind of help people see that you know that perhaps the enemy isn't the person sitting across the table from you. Um, perhaps the enemy is, is some misunderstanding. Um, you know, we both know that people are all oftentimes against what they don't understand. And so if there's a lack of understanding, a lack of the other person's perspective, it's awfully hard to build bridge, um, and to come together. And so sometimes, you know, the, the bridge builder stands in between the two, trying to communicate those things that aren't really being communicated. 
if that makes sense. Absolutely. And one of the things that I think I've seen you have, and maybe you could speak to this, is resilience in those conversations. You're not a person that gives up. And so what what would you say about that? Yeah, um, part part of it is probably my competitive nature. Um, <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like to lose. Um, yeah. And uh, the problem with bridge building is that uh, uh, you try to not have a winner and a loser because that's that's usually what sets up the the, the problem to begin with. And so, um, so I think being a bridge builder, you have to keep that in perspective as well. Yeah, I, I think um, I think you're right. It's and that's where achieving that common ground is critical because if we're really looking for that, we're not looking at declaring one person a winner or one person a loser. But it's how can we come out better together? I mean, essentially, it and go for the same thing. Um, you know, something else that something else comes to my mind is is is. I think someone who tries to help people that disagree come together is to help the other person understand what, what they may or may not be hearing, Um, you know, and um, you know, helping to remind people we're all in this together. I mean, that's part of the common ground piece, but it's, it's, it's that constant reminder. Listen, we, we don't have to disagree. We don't have to, we don't have to be enemies if we disagree. Mm-hmm. that way and um so oftentimes that helps to disarm um a potential conflict if if people understand that and sometimes that's a bridge builders pro- uh, you know that's what they try to do is to try to help people find those areas where they can agree on yeah absolutely and it, it sounds like you know going in doing your homework listening and probably my guess is when you do speak if you do speak it's going to be asking clarifying questions and if you're meeting with two people you're kind of doing that for a reason for somebody to hear another person's perspective yeah oftentimes you know you try to uh try to get it out of the feelings um mm-hmm. category and try kind of get it into the facts Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know we all have a tendency to wrap our feelings up in the middle uh in the middle of the facts and uh, that oftentimes becomes a potent um uh mix because if, if someone has some frustration and anger and they intermingle that with the facts of the situation um it could become toxic and so maybe part of the bridge builder process is to try to try to disengage those two um and try to get at the facts. And I think that's part of the resiliency that you were um, talking about before is, um, I mean, God, God is a bridge builder. I mean, God calls us all to be bridge builders. And I, whether or not you're inherently skilled at that is, is really, you know, that shouldn't be a deal breaker for folks because I I do think God calls all of us to build bridges um, with people that we disagree with. Yeah. It, you know that like you said the tendency is we want to win right or we want to get our point across but building a bridge means people can enter it both ways um they may not 
drive the same vehicle, but their aim is to get on the other side. And um, I think that's crucial um, as Americans today and even in the church. How can we take time, do our homework, listen, ask questions? And even if we don't agree with the other person, at least understand their point of view, their unique experiences and their stories. So, no, thank you so much and um, appreciate your insight. If there's any, what what have you read in terms of this topic or some a resource that you go to besides the Bible? Is there anything particular that you check out that you look at from time to time? I know uh, a lot of this has to do with kind of the whole concept of emotional intelligence um, is being able to see someone else's perspective. And so um, I I try to I try to think about and and read um, a lot about this, just this whole concept of having emotional intelligence. Um, You would you would refer to Pete Scazzaro, um, his his uh, writing on emotionally healthy spirituality to me is has just been a. I've just recently discovered that and really lived into that, but I've been trying to live the principles of what he's talked about, really my whole ministry, sometimes not very successful, but, uh, but this whole idea that God has created us as whole people, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not that, you know, we, we do some spiritual stuff one time and then we check that at the door and then we do our work stuff. And then we check that at the door and we do our family stuff. Um, all of that's intermingled, and God created us as whole human beings. And so Scazzaro, and and then his follow up, um, Rich Velotis, that you that you shared about before. I think his writings are so poignant for us to um, digest as followers of Jesus. Um, especially, how do we live? How do we how do we live unified in a di- in a diverse world in a world that wants to kind of hold us. Um, intention rather than rather than to find unity in things great if we or our listeners want to hear one of your sermons or check out what you're up to uh what's the best way to do that sure you can go to uh christumc.org that's for united methodist church christumc.org um you can find our messages there um and that's probably the easiest way. And then you can link to all social media and stuff from our website. Awesome. Well, thanks for being with us today, Brian. We appreciate it. Thank you, Roz. Thank you. And to our listeners, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family members, coworkers, especially if you want to learn to be a bridge builder. Until next time, remember, we are better together. God bless.